Hello and welcome to a light reading recap live from Mobile World Congress Los Angeles. Actually the press room in Mobile World Congress Los Angeles because clearly the show is more exciting than what you see behind me. But let's uh, set that aside for a minute. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm the editor of Light Reading and to my right is Kelsey Zeiser. Hello Kelsey. Hello Phil. And to my left is Jeff Baumgartner. Hello, Jeff. Hello, hello. And to his left is Mike Dano. Hello, Mike. That's me. Hi. And if you were <laughs> listening to this on audio, none of that had anything to do with you. Um, I have some questions, some big questions that are left over from Mobile World Congress Los Angeles, and I hope you guys have answers. The first one from Neville Ray's keynote. Uh, does having a ton of mid-band spectrum, is that the same as closing the digital divide? Hmm. He has uh, he, he he made reference a couple of times to uh, all that they're going to do for rural America and reaching homes and you know, providing internet access to people and closing the digital divide. And the only thing that seemed to be in the plan is that they just have tons and tons of midband spectrum. They're going to spread out everywhere and reach lots of people. But is that enough? I mean, is it though? Pro probably. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm sure the T-Mobile people would would argue that it is. Yeah, because it's a good start, yeah, the sure. T-Mobile story is all about mid-band spectrum mm -hmm. for 5G, and so uh, if you're T-Mobile and you have a bunch of uh, what is it? A if you have a bunch of nails, everything is a hammer. Right. Uh, their hammer is mid-band spectrum, and they can solve all of the world's problems with uh, the appropriate application of mid-band spectrum. So, I mean, but really is that uh, uh, I think that there is an argument to be made there because, mm -hmm. you know, the digital divide, um, uh, uh, using fixed wireless and wireless technologies to cross the digital divide, I think makes a lot of sense to me yeah. um, because you don't have to lay all that fiber. That's really expensive. You do have to have a hybrid approach to whatever, you know, problem you're trying to solve as far as uh, internet access. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I just thought, uh, I thought it was an interesting point. Uh, the other, the other question, I, big question I have, this kind of comes from the keynote, but also a lot of what I've uh, heard in the sessions and on the show floor. Uh, does Open RAN have to work for everyone to be considered a success? I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I, I actually think there's, there's a lot going on in Open RAN right now. Like I think that I, I was just talking to uh, one of the uh, executives who's involved in that, and like everyone's moving around all, in all those companies. All the Open RAN companies right now are hiring people. They're losing people. People are moving over to different jobs. Like right. Open RAN right now is it's sort of a free for all. It's like it's whatever goes, and I think that that sector will shake out eventually, but. Right now, it's uh, it, it is a bit of a free for all about who's going to get acquired, who you know who's going to who, who's going to stay at this company versus not stay at this company. Like I think that there's a lot going on right now. Yeah, it felt like watching about you know I, I kind of come at it from different angle. I'm not as involved in 5G and mobile as some of you guys, but um, yeah, they were kind of talking about the ecosystem and kind of how it has broadened out you know pretty well. And then it's like okay, who's going to adopt it and what's going to happen. You know, I mean, it seems like there's going to be an inevitable consolidation. You know, right. it's like, is there enough to go around to keep everybody healthy and happy? I, I don't know. Yeah. And Jeff and Mike, you guys had some thoughts on um, Doxis and how um, there were some things that you know maybe the the telcos and 5T Open RAN folks can learn from the the Doxis journey. Yeah, I mean, that came up today when mm -hmm. I was with Steve Libby with yeah, yeah. Um, Parallel, Parallel Wireless. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was trying to draw some correlations between Cable's approach with Doxis years ago, where, uh, you know, you, you talked about 
specifications and interoperability, not getting locked into proprietary systems and kind of look how, you know, Doxus is a couple decades in, it's become this multi-billion dollar industry, you know, for the, for the uh, cable operators. And I would say that Doxus did very well, uh, worked out very well for the cable operators. Um, on the supplier side, yeah, we did see <laughs> a lot, we did see like an explosion initially and then, you know, the, the industry eventually came down to the, the companies that could scale and could kind of live with, uh, you know, secure the volumes you need, but at the same time, uh, the margins did shrink quite right. a bit. Um, so that's kind of, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. It, 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 it's both good and bad, but always good for the operator. <laughs> it always so seems it, like where it, it goes. Work, just how much money do you want to mm -hmm. make off of it for the right. vendor side, mm -hmm. I suppose. And which vendors are going to survive? Like, that's my mm -hmm. big question. I'm yeah. very curious to see which ones survive and which ones get subsumed. Yep. It's a timing thing, too, because as soon as you standardize it, then it becomes a commodity. As soon as it commoditizes, then the price drops. And then, you know, several mm -hmm. companies that had value add suddenly don't have that anymore. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about 40% reduction in CapEx. Well, that 40% is coming from the vendors, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, yeah. <laughs> that just means they're selling stuff for less. The mm -hmm. operators aren't like, oh, let's give up some margin. Why not? <laughs> um, I have another question. Is uh, Rakuten trying to build networks or pick fights? They seem to be coming up with reference designs of, of equipment that, uh, uh, you know, to, to go into uh, the 5G network and open RAN networks. They seem to be wanting uh, carriers to uh, hire them to do network as a service and to, you know, help them uh, build their networks. And it seems like if you're one of these equipment makers that are just trying to get on in the world with your happy, shiny box, that, uh, that, might, that might irritate you a little bit. I, I mean, from my standpoint, I think that Rakuten is, there's a, there's a few interesting stories going on right now in 5G, and Rakuten is one of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is like, it's, it's amazing. They built their own network, and now they are using the technology they developed doing that to sell to all these other carriers. And so um, I'm not sure what is going to happen to them and how they're being received. It certainly seems like they have some traction. They've got this deal with with uh, the whatever it is, the one in Germany. It's yeah, one in one. One in one. Yeah. They have this like that's a big deal, a, yeah. a multi-million dollar deal. It's, it's very big, yeah. And that's, you know, they're literally just getting started. And, and so make them the fourth, you know, the uh, well, it's the fourth largest uh, national network in Germany. And the fact that it'll be a complete cloud native network, you know, with all new infrastructure really compelling. I feel I like, uh, yeah, Tariq Amin is the main guy over at Rakuten. He was here at this show, and I feel like that was his, like, victory lap, basically, is yeah. what he was doing during his keynote. Is like, look, I said all this stuff a couple years ago, and we did it, <laughs> like, we did it all, plus some. Yeah, it was a, it was definitely the, the most compelling part of the uh, uh, morning session. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, a quick question about 5G. Is there a 5G killer app or use case that I've missed? Because I don't, I still don't see one that's super compelling. You, I think you had one, don't, didn't you? You got to uh, interview your favorite uh, person here oh, at yes. the show. Oh, yeah, I that did. The? Yeah, I was yeah. Um, a little uh, fangirling yesterday. I got to meet Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer, um, <laughs> and he was. Yeah, he's, he's super dynamic in person. <laughs> so it's on TV, it carries over. I was just like, I'll train my dog, whatever you say. But <laughs> uh, he's working with an IoT company called Core on a connected um, 
dog collar uh, called Halo. So you can basically set up a perimeter for your dog wherever you are instead of using, say, an electric fence. And then it also has some other features, um, like it could do some voice commands for training. And it does Caesar's, his, he's known for doing that noise <laughs> to like <laughs> redirect a dog's behavior. So it also makes that noise. The collar does? Yeah. Really? It's got like a little speaker? <laughs> yep. Hmm. So you can lay out commands. So is, voice. Yeah. is that the 5G killer app? I mean, for somebody it might be. I mean, this is, this is it's as good as anything else. I, mean, I was pretty excited about it. So. Well, it, it is 5G's going to the dogs. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Uh, it, this was quoted in one of the sessions. The Boston Consulting Group found that 5G will be central to our nation's economic recovery. They project that four and a half million new 5G jobs. Uh, and over, a and, and over a trillion dollars in economic growth will be created. My question, how many of those jobs will be guys picking up and recharging those scooters? 50 <laughs> oh, percent. Yes. <laughs> the answer is yeah, a thousand, yes. And I did yes, see them in action yesterday. I mean, the, this big giant truck pulled up oh, yeah. and they came out, threw some scooters out there, and then they were gone. And they were everywhere yeah. out here. Scooter guys are and hard work. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a it's a city of scooters mm -hmm. <laughs> in L.A. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, no seriously, I, I I am interested in where those jobs are going to be created because the industry itself is downsizing, shrinking, uh, you know, getting more and more efficient, and and by way of be becoming efficient, it's it's you know you're cutting out. Uh, you know, you're using automation in every point in the network, and every time you you know, automate a process, you get rid of a person. And so that's, I feel like there's a weird disconnect between uh, the projections around 5G economic growth, or 5G driven economic growth, and the actual, um, the actual industry, know, the actual industry yeah. that, that produces it. It's, I don't know that they're, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying they're not necessarily creating jobs by supplying more bandwidth. I do think that's, you know, that's certainly uh, a, uh, an economic catalyst I'm just saying, isn't it weird that the very industry that creates this stuff is going in the opposite direction? Yeah, I, I feel like I've asked that question to a number of service providers about automation. Will it replace um, the network architects and engineers? And they keep saying, well, it will open them up to do things that they really want to do. <laughs> I'm like, does it really, though? Or, or is it Like actually? an early retirement. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they don't have to do all these manual processes. But. Yeah. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. All right. How can millimeter wave be dead if I just saw it working at the pivotal Comware cocktail party? <laughs> <laughs> that could be can we? All uh, right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on. Question. Uh, 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 why aren't all trade shows using the Clear app for vaccine uh, proof, proof of vaccine, the vaccination status? Uh, I thought that was incredibly I, efficient. It was until I, um, I, I couldn't actually. Put my vaccination information into the app. You had to have, uh -oh. you had to create, yet I had to have like the uh, the physical form and turn it into a digital form. But I only had a digital form through my Colorado app, and I could not take that and put it into the Clear app. I didn't know this until I was here. I should have done this before I left. But so, gotcha. so you need a physical copy and then make it digital, but you can't use a digital I, copy without the... Yeah, I couldn't just load up my digital <laughs> copy and put it into the Clear app. 
maybe they'll do that maybe later. They need to integrate at some point. Yeah, APIs yeah. We're we're at the uh, the early innings of whatever they're trying to do, <laughs> but but uh, I think the process here was actually pretty smooth getting in. I didn't yep. wait in a single line. I just breathed yep. right through each time. It yep. was it was uh, surprisingly quick, and, yep. and like I said, really really efficient. I'm I'm surprised more more uh, venues, trade shows, large gatherings aren't uh, taking advantage of that. It seems like a great idea. Um, let's see, anything I missed? Uh, what, what else did you guys see at the show or what else do you want to comment on before we wrap up? Um, I think late in the show here I was talking, or not talking to, but I did go see what uh, Brendan Carr had to say, mm. FCC's Brendan Carr. And, yep. uh, you know, he, he brought up 6G. And he said, you know, right? Yeah. No, hey. Uh, I know. Just the way. No, just the no listen. No, you'll, you'll like this. I think, I think you'll actually like this. because he's, I, I will he, see. I don't he know. He said, well, I think you'll like it because I think he said, he said that, um, you know, it's okay for us to be talking about 6G and theorizing, but the focus needs to be, the discussion still needs to be on 5G because a lot of work still needs to be done. There's still like a lot of. That's like marriage counseling or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like but you're right, though. I said 6G and, and automatically uh, his eyes geez. rolled back in his head. And I think the same things happened at the FCC. They're like, we're not ready for that yet. But he said there's a lot of um, uh, storm clouds on looming on the horizon, is what he said, with a lot of uh, spectrum because there, there's a lot of uh, agencies and other groups that are. Like clamoring for it, and he's being there's like a turf issue now, and the FCC's like, well, you know, we're doing it for the public, you know, the public good, but these guys may not agree with that. So it sounds like there's going to be this battle, this ongoing battle. So, mm -hmm. so at next yeah. year's Mobile World Congress, we'll have it'll be all about 6G. It'll be the 6G. Mike will be ready and ready. I won't. I won't. <laughs> no. I refuse. You have I a year skip, to get some brace it. for it. Nope. Get ready. Nope. Uh, I need more ready. than that. Yeah. He's not going to be I, Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about mm -hmm. 6G. No. no. I think we can leave it there. All right. For uh, Kelsey Zeiser, Jeff Baumgartner, and Mike Dano, this is Phil Harvey saying goodbye. Goodbye.